Now, I think in kids' work, you might have heard of Jesus before. Have you heard of Jesus? Yeah? Yeah. Now, I don't know if you've noticed, but the grown-ups get super excited about him. Have you noticed? Like, in church every morning, they're, like, singing loud, waving their hands, and you're like, I mean, he clearly is quite a big deal. And he is a big deal, and I will tell you why. Jesus fulfilled the whole obstacle course ahead of us. So think, think of me as me. That's helpful, isn't it? I'll be me. But imagine instead that Jesus does the hula hoop perfectly for me, and he gets rid of it. I follow on after him, and I don't have to do it. Then Jesus does the hoop, and he does it perfectly, and I don't have to do it. And then he does the skipping rope, and he does it perfectly, and I don't have to do it. And then he does the cups, and he does them perfectly and I don't have to do it. And then he throws the ball in the bucket. Perfect score, first time. And I don't have to do it. And the Bible calls that being in Christ. When I follow after Jesus, I get free access to God. And that's grace. I didn't earn that journey. I didn't have to work really hard for it. I didn't have to try really, really hard. Grace is freely receiving the complete access to God in Jesus. And that is why we get super excited about it. Someone clapped. I think we can clap for that. It's pretty good. So, so kids, when you see adults getting super excited during worship, this is what we're getting excited about. We come in and we remember that all the obstacles and all the law-keeping that would need to have to get us to God is gone in Jesus. And that's why we praise him. If you are new, and this is the first time you've walked in, I've obviously given a simplified version of that because the kids are in. But this experience of free access to God through Jesus has changed my life. And I've made it the cornerstone of how I make decisions. And it has set me free in area after area after area of my life. If you would like to hear more about that or would like us to pray with you, we would love love to do that. Um, Let our joy be your joy. Um, So I've given you a quick overview of grace that happened 2,000 years ago when Jesus walked the planet. But I wanted to talk a little bit as well about grace, the free access to God, that we get to experience now. Now, I've been a Christian a little while, and maybe some of you have too, and you might have noticed something happening that affects this little obstacle course. Now, um, when we first become Christians, I think we get super keen, super pumped. We're like, yes, I have freedom in Christ. I reign in heaven. This is a good deal, right? And the Bible says that. It says, those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and the gift, the gift of right standing with God will reign in life through the man, Jesus Christ. And we're like, whoa, access to God, reign in life? Yes, I'm going to reign in life. And we're like, I'm going to have freedom in Christ. I'm going to be a conqueror. I'm going to be more than a conqueror. And we read these promises in the gospel, and we should, because all of that is true. And then we do this other thing. And I've done this, so I'm going to show you pretty much how it looks for me. Yes, Jesus, I should hang out with Jesus 
Maybe every day, every day? Yes, every day. Okay, I'm going to hang out with Jesus every day. So it's the morning time. Maybe have a little prayer. I'm going to have a prayer. I'm going to have a prayer. Yes, I love Jesus. I'm going to pray. I'm going to talk to him. It's going to be good. Right. Hi, God. Um, no, serious. God's very serious. Right, I'm be serious. Okay, right. Um, Lord God, uh, you're really good. And thank you for the freedom. Such a good freedom. And um, I'm not sure what to pray for. What should I pray? Oh, oh, David, my husband. He's so great. Oh, David, yes. Actually, love David. What a man of God. Just I pray that he'd be filled with the Spirit. And at work, he'd have opportunities to, like, talk about you. God, he's just so... He's just a great husband. I wonder what I could... Um, what could I do to make his day nicer? Uh, maybe... Maybe I'll get him a steak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go, I'll go to the shops. Maybe after work. I'll get him a nice steak with a nice sauce. That's such a nice, that's such a nice idea. And then we have an enemy, and his name is Satan, and he doesn't like intimacy with God. And he's called the accuser of the brethren. So he comes along with what I like to call the stick of condemnation. <laughs> he leans over your shoulder and he's like, praying, are you? And you're like, oh, uh, yes, I was praying. I was definitely praying. I was praying, right, so I should pray. I'm praying again. Yes, I'm praying. And I'm praying for the poor, Lord God. You love the poor, and you want us to serve the poor. And I just pray that you would just bring revival in the city, and there would be just enter homelessness and help us to use us for part of that. Oh, we can actually be used for part of that. Um, sometimes we have a food bank, don't we? The food bank. What week is the food bank on? I just <laughs> I never know if it's the first week or maybe the last week of the month. The trick really would be is if I actually got the things I wanted to buy, maybe some like nice cereal, good chocolate, baked beans. Oh, I could get them while I'm getting the steak for David. I could go get the steak, get the baked beans. And Satan leans over and he's like, oh, mighty woman of intercession, are you prevailing in the heavens? And I'm like, oh, I'm prevailing in the hell. I don't know. I was just trying to pray. I'll read my Bible, read my Bible, right? Read my Bible. Where was I? That's right. I was 14 days behind the Bible reading plan. <laughs> just find that now. Find that now. Have a little look. Right, yeah, I didn't understand most of that. And I was supposed to text my group to tell them what I was reading. And I just don't really, I don't really know. So it starts like that. And then I'm like, well, do you know what? I really should just... I should just try harder, okay? I'm a Christian. I live in freedom. I should just, I can, I can do this. It's the new year. It's the new year. Right, I'm going to try. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this better. And the condemnation stick is like, you're just a, just a shocking Christian, okay? You're just getting this all wrong. So I'm like, right, yes, okay, right. Well, I, well I'll do. I'll set my alarm clock just 10 minutes earlier than normal. Right, 10 minutes earlier, that's not much. That's doable. Or maybe 20 if I'm going to try really hard. 20 minutes, yeah, 20 minutes, 20 minutes earlier. Right, okay. Could you pass me the hula hoop back, please? All right. Gonna get up, gonna pray, gonna pray 20 minutes earlier. Now I'm wearing my mic, so this might not work, but I'm gonna pray, I'm gonna pray. Okay, I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying. 20 minutes, 20 minutes, Lord, yes. Okay. Yes, look at me going, Lord. Look at me praying, I'm praying in the morning. Look at me pray, yes, look at me go. Great, maybe that's a bit of pride. All right, start again, yeah, okay. <laughs> No pride, no pride. Okay, Lord, I'm praying 20 minutes, 20 minutes. Read the Bible, read the, oh, read the Bible, read the Bible. Yeah, I got it, I got it, I got it. Look, I learned, read the Bible. Lord, I read the Old and New Testament versions <laughs> of the daily reading plan. 
Look at me get all pride, yep. I missed a week. Oh, start again, start again, right? Okay, now. And the accuser comes along, and you've just managed everything you've managed. You're like, oh, I'm doing good, doing good. And he's like, oh, have you heard about Gillian? I'm like, oh, gosh, no, what does Gillian do? Gillian fasts twice a week. <laughs> fasts twice a week? Oh, my days. Go back, do my Bible reading, fast twice a week. It's just a lot of hard work. And the whole time being hit with the stick about how shocking a Christian I am. Shocking, it's shocking, it's embarrassing. I can't believe they asked you to preach, really. (laughs) Shocking, shocking. And after a while, I don't know if you've noticed, sometimes I wake up in the morning and I'm like, I look at the Bible and I'm like, this is too hard. This is hard work. I'm not sure it's supposed to be this much hard work. And I don't know about you, but I get so used to being hit with a stick of condemnation. Sometimes Satan doesn't have to pick it up. I pick it up myself. I walk through the day, hitting myself in the leg with it, like, yes, should have done better, or should have tried harder. What a shocking Christian. And the truth is, you've put obstacles in your own way. I put obstacles in my own way. We all put obstacles back in our own way. And this was not what Jesus had in mind. Galatians 5 said, You were running a good race. Who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth? That kind of persuasion does not come from the one who calls you. For it is for freedom that Christ has set you free. Stand firm in that freedom and do not let yourselves be yoked again by the bonds of slavery. We call this legalism. Romans 8 says, in Christ, remember you run to the Father in Christ, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. There's none. If Jesus did it perfectly, then you walk in the perfect fulfillment of the law and you're free. Um, I struggle with the demolishing of condemnation, but the Bible tells us how to do it. We demolish those arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Every time you hear, oh, mighty woman of intercession, you're doing a shocking job at this. No, I'm free in Christ. Jesus did a perfect job of this, and I'm running to Jesus no matter what you say to me. And it takes practice. I'm not very good at it yet, but in Christ, I can be. Romans 8 says, For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, by the spirit you received that brought about your adoption as sons, you cry, Abba, Father. And the spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. We run to God unhindered like Roman ran to his mum. Hebrews 4 says, let us confidently approach the throne of grace. Can I have my first slide, please? Thank you.
Now, I could have used any area of the Christian walk to make this example, but I picked personal devotion time because when I was praying and planning this message, I felt like the Holy Spirit said to me that as a church, we could do with a bit more grace about our personal devotion time. And maybe instead of, I'm just going to try harder, we could just get happier in God. And this is a famous quote which I love and try and remind myself of by George Miller. The first great and primary business to which I ought to attend every day is just to get my soul happy in God. Now, Bible reading and prayer, they're not supposed to be obstacles on your way to God. They're supposed to be rollerblades that help you get there quicker. Yeah? They're not supposed to be obstacles on your way to God. They are rollerblades to get you there quicker. So, personal devotion time. Did I forget this week? Maybe I can run to God. Personal devotion time. Did I miss a week of Bible study? Maybe I can run to God. Personal devotion time. Have I actually found it hard to torture God for a couple of years because of disappointment that I'm struggling to process? Sometimes. In Jesus, I run to God. There is nothing that can hinder us from the love of God that is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. That's, that's what you start with every day. That's it. That's the bottom line. It's the starting rung. That's all you've got. And thank, thank God for that. Like, thank God for that. I wish you'd remember more often. Um, Want to draw a picture while you're praying? Scandalous. You can do that. Run to God. If you need to go for a walk to talk to Jesus and have attention spans, do it. Run to God. One thing I've noticed is um, that a little bit of creativity and a little loss of dignity helped me run to God much faster. Little children come to me. Little children, not so much with the dignified, but really good at the delighted. We could be more like that. Just let down some of the like, oh, I'm not doing it properly. Sometimes when I'm walking down the street and there's no one there, I twirl for no reason but that God is watching. (laughs) Just for fun. Just for fun. And... um, When was the last time you just had fun in prayer? Or just a time it was fun? Or Bible reading was fun? Or time with God was just like, yes, Lord. Now, I don't want to say there aren't seasons in the Christian life where it is a wrestle. And if I'm perfectly honest, I'm in one right now and was a bit surprised that this was what I was being asked to preach on. Maybe not that surprising after all. And I was like, Lord, I just don't know where you are and I'm really disappointed and this isn't making sense to me. And he said, delight. And I was like, I think we've got more serious things to talk about than that. And he was like, delight. And I tell you, the delighting gets me over my disappointment much quicker than just bedding down in it. Does that make sense? Um, Okay. Chocolate. Every good and perfect gift, guys. Every good and perfect gift comes from the Father. And there can be an overindulgence of things. But sometimes, have a bar of chocolate in Christ. Minecraft, God bless you in Minecraft. Yeah? Yeah? (laughs) May the delight of the things God's given you point you to the delight of God. Ice cream. Love an ice cream. 
May the delight of the things that God has given you point you to Christ. Creative writing. God bless you with favor in your creative writing. May you feel his pleasure as you write and wrestle with words. Building engines out of Lego. May you feel the delight of God as you build engines out of Lego. Maybe that can be, because that, that counts quiet time? Scandalous. Maybe. Maybe you can build Legos for the glory of God. Singing. I know you can do that. Singing in the shower? Yeah, sing wherever you like. You're free in Christ. Napping. Oh, my days. Yes. <laughs> Nap. I, I exhort you, church. Nap for the glory of Christ. That's your Sabbath. That's your right in Christ through your freedom. Um, now, I'll leave with two more points. As a church body, I imagine we've each come to these little dry spells or legalistic spells and had to remind ourselves of grace and put things into our daily routines of prayer and Bible reading to keep it interesting, to keep it delighted, which means that small group, there's like 12 people who've got different ways of doing that that you haven't heard yet. So I encourage you, ask each other, what do you do to stay delighted in God? And then try it. Might not suit you, it might, might be fun. I'll tell you one thing that I do and then we'll, we'll worship God. So um, I can get very serious in prayer. It's like I think it's the only time to be really serious and the weeping and the crying and the exhorting and the confessing. It's all right. And Jesus was like, why don't we play show and tell? And I was like, really? Show and tell? Is that holy? I'm not sure. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You tell me one thing that you enjoyed today and I'll tell you one thing that I enjoyed. I was like, oh, that sounds like that's doable. We could do that. So I sit down and I'm like, oh, I, really enjoyed, um, I really enjoyed that passage in that great book I'm reading. It was really beautifully written, brought me a lot of joy. Great. And I feel my heart lift just as I think that I can even talk to God about that ordinary stuff. Now this one's fun. I said to God, what do you like? Just waited a while and listened. And it's funny, the first thing I think is like the most righteous thing I've done that day. And I'm like, no, I think that probably isn't actually the point of this conversation. And I let that thought gently slide away. <laughs> And I keep listening. And I was praying the other day, and God was like, I just love the bottom of starfishes. And I was like, pretty sure you made that one up, Hannah. Um, the bottom of, bottom of starfishes. So I Googled, for real, the bottom of starfishes. This is one. Starfishes don't have blood flow. They don't have circulation in their own bodies. They use tides, the tides of the ocean, to cause blood circulation through their body. I didn't know that, but God made the bottom side of a starfish, and he'd been thinking that day, gosh, starfishes, they're cool. And I tell you, it was a whole lot easier to worship God knowing about the bottom side of starfishes than if I just wrestled myself into spiritual submission. And I invite you, we have a God who is there in our hardest moments, and thank God for that. And we have a God who will walk with us through valleys. We also have a God who offers us friendship, and intimacy. And the model that we see on earth is that friendship and intimacy sometimes includes fun and sometimes includes just chatting about the stuff that you find interesting. And I'm pretty sure that the God of heaven is perfectly happy to have those conversations with you. And may you be, can you put the other slide back up again? The one about being happy. May your first great and primary instinct that you attend every day, not in legalism, may it be to be happy in the grace of God. I'm going to pray for us, and then we're going to worship. Heavenly Father and Jesus and the Holy Spirit, we are so grateful 
that you have given us free access to God in Christ. Keep us happy in you, Lord. Renew in us the joy of our salvation. And every time we turn back to putting obstacles in our way, would you just shove them to the side and say, it was for freedom that I have set you free. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.